Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We have some new manager hires. We have a World Series champ on the program today. A lot of fun stuff. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope everyone is having a fantastic day. Enjoying yourselves. We're coming to you. Well, just coming to you, I think. Yeah. How about that? My name is Jimmy. This is Jake over here. Trev in California. Bug bug dude behind the dish. We just wrapped up an interview with World Series champion AJ Pollock. Also, Ploof's arch nemesis. And we also have some manager hires that we have to talk about. But first, and most importantly, Jake, how are you doing? Yes, it's very well phrased. I'm good, man. I'm good. I, very cool that uh, we had AJ on. Uh, he's the man. And, uh, you know, just won a World Series. He's got a lot going on with, you know, that family stuff he, he dropped at the end. Like, so the fact that he, he wanted to spend some time with us was very cool. Uh, so thank him. I'm doing good, man. Uh, I think I did have a little bit of a baseball hangover and just like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll work regular hours and I'll watch TV shows with Jess. Um, so I was obviously miserable thinking about that. No. Uh, but now that there's actually action happening between players getting their options declined or players just not getting their contracts picked up and the managerial hires, I'm like, okay, it's back on for a little bit. Although so I'm, the flip I'm switch is quick. Huh? Trev, we were telling you, like, this goes fast. Everything's about to waterfall down, and it's happening. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I've missed being here in, in my little studio. It was a couple of days of me just leaving it barren back here. But, yeah, now we got the managers. We got every single option, it seems like, besides Zach Britton is declined. Um, I'm excited. Like I want to do this. Like I, I need, I need this. So having AJ on was awesome. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to give our little thoughts here on some of the managers and all that. So I'm excited to give my takes cause they're hot. They're spicy. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, the first news was that the White Sox hired La Russa. Yeah. Hasn't managed since 2011, um, uh, which was, you know, world series appearance, right? Yeah. Win? Walk off, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. World Series win. Um, I don't know what he's been doing, but this was the owner of the White Sox. How do you pronounce the last name? I Reinsdorf. Reinsdorf. I always can read it, but I never know truly how to say it. Is a La Russa guy. He said his one big regret was letting him go back in the 80s. Um, he's got his guy back. La Russa has some, some missteps with racial tension stuff. Uh, the Kaepernick thing, he was on the wrong side of that. And then um, the other thing was that Adam Jones was saying, you know, it's a white man sport and we need to try and make it better. And instead of like, a, he like agreed with him, but angrily and said like, what you talking about? Like, we're trying to have black athletes in the sport. And so that's like the biggest hub hub, like passing or a whole article, like with racist in the title. Um, the White Sox are very diverse and, you know, Tim Anderson's doing his best to change the face of baseball. So it's super interesting hire. There's already reports that people within the White Sox front office are like, what the fuck is this? A huge step backwards. I don't know, Trev, as, as a player and kind of like you do and we respect the feel and the old school manager um, and also know that they can be puppets at times. So have you been able to wrap your head around this? What do you think? What do you think about it? I don't know if I've been able to wrap my head around it. I'm disappointed in the decision. Um, I, I think when you have a team like that, an up-and-coming team, young superstars, like you said, a very di a diverse team, to have Jerry Reinsdorf go and decide that this is the guy he wants. And let me make this very clear. This was Jerry Reinsdorf himself making this decision. When you have that coming in, it, doesn't, it can't sit right with the players. They, they liked Renteria. I don't know if Renteria was the right guy for them or not, but I bet he's better than La Russa. La Russa has done what he's done in the game. So yeah, there's some respect there. Um, but you brought up some of the stuff from the past, Jim, and there's just more 
qualified candidates out there or t- or at least candidates that fit what this team has going for them currently. La Russa might have been one of the last people I would have guessed that they would have brought on. Some people were speculating because of, it is a Jerry Reinsdorf decision, but if you take him out and just have a regular owner who doesn't meddle in things as much as he does, there's no way that Tony La Russa is the manager of the White Sox. We've mentioned a ton of guys who we think are going to be great managers. I always bring up Sam Fold. I think he would have been perfect for this team. Um, But in my opinion, maybe it was the Dusty Baker thing also that kind of led them to this decision. Maybe Ryan Stover was like, look, Dusty took this team. He's an old school manager, and that worked out. So I got to bring this guy back because back in the 70s, I fired him. Like I don't, I'm, I don't understand the reasoning. I don't like the hire at all, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a very short-lived hire. Reminds me of the you Bobby. Know, and and the hire. thing is, I don't think it's necessarily like, like the team's gonna play. The team is good, dude. So like, is this gonna affect their play? Probably not. But is he the right guy to lead them to lead the White Sox to where they want to be, which is a World Series uh, champion? I don't think he's the right guy. It's going to be interesting, man, and it it's it kind of sucks right now. Like if you hate it, you're you're not wrong to hate it and the Kaepernick stuff and all of that. Uh, I mean, I will say this, in 2016 there was a lot of people that were kind of on the wrong side of of that whole situation, you know, not people wouldn't even utter Black Lives Matter. Uh so he came out in his press conference and he, you know, he walked it back and he yeah. said he's 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 changed his stances, which oh, you had to that. do. Had to do it. You had to do, you know, and I, I, hey, I'm Trevor, I see your reaction. And, you know, the fact that we're even doing good timing. That, yeah. It's the, good timing for them <laughs> to change his mind. The, 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 the fact that we even have to do that sucks. And this all ties to Jerry Reinsdorf. And like people aren't, you know, we, we think about these owners and these rich people in, in kind of different lights. There's the same person as you and me. I mean, the the dumb uh, equation I used on Wake and Jake today was like, if you've got a buddy that that goes back to the the same girlfriend, or they've got that that one who got away, and you know, uh, when you guys were never single at the same time, or you had a big crush on them and they had a boy, whatever it was, and it never linked up, and now here's Jerry Reinsdorf with his White Sox team that looks ready to go, and there's his one that got away. Uh, so he made the move. He's the guy that owns the sports team. So he did it. And it's got to suck for the analytics crew and the general manager because bringing this to other sports, I mean, think about it. We see it a lot in football. If, if you become the GM of the football team, something that you've set as your life's course, you want to get your coaches in there because you're trying to implement your plan. So that sucks for the analytics crew. At the same time, analytics and everything we've just talked about with Kevin Cash and, you know, the computers run everything, that's where I'm really interested to see with La Russa because, you know, the two comparisons would be Dusty Baker, which ended up being cool and fun this year, or Bobby Valentine, which was a straight disaster. So if Tony La Russa comes into camp and says, hey, we're not bat flipping this year lineup, let's play some pepper, then yeah, I mean, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> I hate it. If Tony Larusa comes in, there's and no way that's going to happen, though. If, if he's a just an old man present, the dude's in the Hall of Fame. He's got the gold jacket. Like this guy is a part of baseball history. If he comes in and he's kind of laid back, old man, and he can, you know, the things a manager does now is he keeps the clubhouse happy. You got to manage the bullpen a little bit. If he can do that stuff then I, I can be in on Tony LaRusso. So I'm not ready to kill the hiring yet, but if I hear a couple bad quotes at spring training or something like that, then I'm ready to be like, get out of here. Yeah, it just seems not worth it. Uh, you know, if managers don't do that much anymore, which is, it just seems not worth it. I mean, Dusty Baker was only out of the league two years. Yeah. This is 11 years. And I don't think base, baseball has moved so fast in those 11 years in the strategic thinking department. <laughs> like it's like the biggest advance <clears throat> since probably they changed all the fields to Astroburf turf and Charlie, who taught him to hit on the ground. <laughs> that was probably the biggest change. Then they got rid of the Astro turf and there was like, maybe don't hit it on the ground anymore. Um, so that's wild. What's even more funny is that the official email that the, um, White Sox sent out was a picture of La Russa with the signature 
of A.J. Hinch because those were the two candidates that they decided they were going to go with. They went with LaRusa. They tweeted out the wrong picture or emailed out the wrong picture. Hinch was on their mind. He doesn't get that job. Tigers today announce that they have hired A.J. Hinch and it just got leaked that the Red Sox have been in multiple conversations with Cora. And the other news is that Koa, uh, Cohen officially got approved. That's a little different. Hinch back with the Tigers. Cora's going to be back with the Red Sox. I mean, that seems so obvious anyway. And then, you know, the shortened season, lack of punishments. It's kind of it's a real bad look for Manfred on his punishments, uh, you know, especially whatever. Uh, Hinch, is, Hinch is worse. Cora, whatever, he was part of it. But it's the Red Sox now. Like, the Hinch stuff is crazy to me that he's just back. Hey, that's a guy that um, know, knows about taking a team that's on the uh, precipice of being good and, and having young talent and coming up and built them. There was a lot of cheating involved. So what did he do? You got to explain to me. They need to explain. What did Hinch do? Well, Hinch. Good young Hinch, players. And what did he do to put them up? Like, what did he do specifically? I, I can't think of anything. Just like built an environment? I don't know. The environment he built, Jim, was one of the worst in baseball history. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. What, like, okay, Larusa, I don't get, but well, I sort of get because it's a Reinsdorf thing. It's the an old Tigers, man being like, that guy is the best baseball it's an mind rich I've ever owner seen. getting what he wants. We finally got the talent. I got to bring Larusa back. The, the, the Tigers hiring Hinch and then the Red Sox reportedly being really interested in core makes zero sense to me. What kind of message are you sending to your players? What kind of message are you sending to the league? What kind of message are you sending to the fans? Like, this is, this is a guy who had zero, from his own words, Hinch I'm talking about now, had zero control of his clubhouse, where he broke a screen one day but said he was powerless to stop what was going on. If you can't control your clubhouse, you don't deserve to be a manager. I don't understand why people say, oh, he's really smart. Oh, he, I get it. He went to Stanford. There are other candidates out there that could run these organizations probably better who understand what it takes to run uh, a forward-thinking, young, talented organization. There's people probably within the Tiger system that are ready to take the step up. There's other people around the league that are ready to take this up. And you're going to bring these two guys, Kinch and Cora, who are at the forefront of the worst cheating scandal in the history of baseball since the, the whatever, the Black Sox scandal. You're going to put them in positions of power again a year later? One year. It's insane to me. I'm, I, think it's, I think it's horrible for the game, and I don't think these guys deserve to, to be managers in a league again, especially right now. Yeah, I, I, I think my, my gripe kind of comes with suspensions. Like in... In sports, if a player gets suspended and they're not on a team for a year, they still have to be on a team and then serve that suspension. Like, these guys got fired or suspended for the year, but now they can come back and be, be clean. Like, that, that's kind of not how suspensions are supposed to work, so I'm a little disappointed in that. But, Trev, I mean – You it, think it should have had a game involved, not just a calendar year? Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you get – if a player gets suspended – anyways – so that's that's a whole different gripe, Trev. I mean, the manager thing we've we've done this a lot, and it's it's what do you give managers credit for? And I mean, in in the interview with Pollock, you know, we give Roberts a little love for managing that team, and I mean, AJ Hinch did manage a team to the World Series. Now they were involved in a ton of funny business, and it sucks. And and I'm I'm with you. I uh, it it does hurt me like more than Larusa. Um, and it, it's just why. And there are so many baseball people, and I'm, I'm stealing this from uh, one of the Cespedes Barbecue guys, Jake, who he said, by the way, if the White Sox hire La Russa, he'll walk to Chicago. So he's figuring out the logistics on that right now. Um, but there's guys in baseball. Omar Vizquel uh, manages Winston-Salem. Uh, the mi a minor league team. That's Omar Miskel, gold glover, all-timer. He's in the minor leagues toiling it out, trying to work his way up to a managerial job. Give me any of those guys before you give me the guy tied to the cheating scandal. Like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird, and, you know, Detroit has a lot of up-and-coming talent, and that was the Houston team 
that Hinge took over, although they were kind of a step ahead of where Detroit was. So, you know, I'm sure there's something with corralling young talent and saying, hey, I did it and I ended up bringing a team to the World Series. But that team was cheating. And again, this goes back to nobody got punished. Who am I supposed to point the finger at? Lunlow says it's not him. Hinch says it's not him. Cora says it's not him. The player says it wasn't them. We still don't have someone from the Astro scandal that they were the reason they cheated, and it's it's a disaster. So, and Cora, I don't know. I get it. He read, he led the Red Sox. I don't get it. And he was passionate and fiery, and they loved him. The guys loved him, so that's why they want him back. It's a whole new ball club there, man. Like they they're not in the same position as the 2018 Red Sox were. This is a whole different thing for him. Again, I just don't – I don't believe these guys should have that chance to manage again. Yeah. There are so many other candidates to come and lead these franchises. I, I am – maybe it's just because I feel like – well, they did. They cheated the game. They cheated the game. And here they are. They're, how, how in the world of baseball are these two guys, like, getting these jobs right away again? I do not – understand i don't get it at all trev you know who the defensive coordinator for the new york jets is it's greg williams the guy that did bounty gate where he paid players to try to hurt other players there's just this weird thing where we're scared to give new coaches a shot and we'd rather recycle the same guys it's bizarre it's a weird cultural thing and i don't get it one of us one of us one of us yeah all right. Steve Cohen. Official. Hey, the other thing is, and we don't have time to do this. Steve Cohen's in there. Um, we can do a full episode on this because we're going to do a free agents breakdown and stuff. Offers getting declined left and right. Yeah. Jed Giorgio just got declined. He was like the Brewers' best Giorgio. player. Um, Charlie Morton, Mike Zanino, they get declined. Brad Hand got declined to save $1 million. <laughs> One million dollars. It's it's just the beginning. We're gonna see a ton of it. So, but ev- it. everyone's doing the buyout. Like Colton Wong, uh, they declined his ten million dollar and they bought him out for a million dollars. The fucking Indians wouldn't even do the one million dollar buyout, so they put him on waivers. <laughs> you can claim. I think the deadline. I think the deadline like just beyond- passed. Did anyone claim him? I don't no? think so. The deadline was at one. And so that means I mean, any team could have had Brad Hand, who led the AL in saves last season, or if you're new age, he, he had a FIP in the ones, and nobody was willing to give him that one-year $10 million. So it's, uh, gonna be a tough it's gonna be a weird off season. But the Yankees did uh, pick up Britain's $13 million option. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, is that like the only option picked up so far? No, but. Uh, that, that I've seen. I, I tweeted this out. This is a golden opportunity. Mean, I say golden. I don't really mean that for everybody, but for the organizations, this is the way they're looking at it. It's a golden opportunity for them to shed payroll, devalue players across the board, and not have a huge PR backlash. <sighs> they can blame it on something now. And they're going to do that. You're going to say the C Only word, I- Trev? Uh, I mean, yeah. 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 I'm it's pretty been close proven to before. it. Like you, you can say collusion because it, there has been collusion before. It's been proven. Yeah. There has been Paul Molitor got a check from MLB because they were, they were colluding. So this is something that all the organizations are going to do. We are, uh, I've already seen it. It's two days after the World Series. No one picking up, no one even like throwing an offer in on that Brad Hand Crazy. thing or them even like, you know, testing the trade market to see if anyone would, would trade something for him. It's, uh, it's a terrible sign of things to come. We'll talk about that a little more in depth later on. Let's get into the interview with Pollock. Before that, I got to tell you this. The football season is in full swing, and the action is still unfolding, so head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and college sports, this is the time to check out all of the DraftKings Sportsbooks, all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Is this still the correct one? Is the game tomorrow? Penn State? Yeah. Okay. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Ohio State or Penn State. Additionally... 
DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds, boosts every Sunday to make you help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top of the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBO when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State, bet $1 on them, and cash $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code JOMBO during sign-up. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus to... Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Baseball! We are joined by all-star, gold glover, now World Series champ, the LeBron from Hebron, Connecticut, AJ <laughs> Pollock. AJ, how you doing, man? I'm great. I like that. I was wondering where you're going to go with that. I was like, the LeBron? Of, okay, <laughs> where, 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 see, I might get that one. <laughs> I, I'm a Connecticut guy, and Jimmy lived in Connecticut, too. So any CT oh. pride in, in MLB, we're all about it. Hell yeah. No, I love it. Appreciate that. Trev spent some time in New Britain, but doesn't Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I got all my buddies back there, and uh, yeah, it's a special place for me, too. So. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, right away, congrats. It's yeah, pretty thank awesome. You. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it's a pretty amazing feeling for sure. Yeah, you uh, you know, you guys know. I mean, Trevor, you definitely know. I mean, it's like a get so many guys that it's, it's hard to even make it to the postseason, you know, and uh, you know, when you uh get to say you're a world champion, it's pretty special and um something that you know is gonna stick with you for the rest of your life. So I'm excited. What yeah, was we more? Can, we can see your smile, like you're holding back a smile, <laughs> and I feel like you're probably gonna have that for like what, like a week, a month. I don't even know, man. Maybe a lifetime, because like you said, <laughs> no one could take that away from you, dude. Like a world champion, especially with the Dodgers, right? And yeah. in a 32 no, year drought, sure. it's amazing. 32 man, so year congrats. drought, and you know it's it's hard. You know, you got all these teams. I feel like we've had really good teams in the past, and probably, you know, I'm biased, but I feel like you know we had times where we were the best team. Um, you know, I was only on the team last year, but I'm just thinking back the last couple of years and it's tough, you know, it's tough. You don't always have the best, the absolute best team on paper win it. And, um, there's a lot of things that can happen. So you just appreciate it when it actually happens and, um, it's a good group of guys, uh, fun group, you know, we were down three games to one against the Braves and, uh, it just was, you know, seamless. Everyone was just concentrating on just kind of the next game and, we knew if we won that game that there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Braves and that, you know, that if any team could do it, it's going to be us. So we, we hung tight and uh, then we faced a great race team too. So that was a tough series. Those guys never quit. Um, they just hung around, you know, you got teams that we put it on them and kept putting pressure on them. They would just break and the Rays never broke. So uh, that's a tough, that's a tough team. What, what rattled the, the clubhouse more going down three, one to the Braves or that crazy game four ending? in the world series. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think both were kind of equal. I mean, we just, I don't even know what happened. I don't think anyone really, you kind of got in the locker room and just like what in the world just happened. Um, and then, you know, we got a good, we got a good group. So it was kind of, you left the clubhouse, then the text threads from everyone. Hey, we got this, you know, like hey, stuff happens. Like, you know, it's, is what it is. Baseball's crazy sport. You know, it's just literally weird stuff happens in this sport all the time. Um, and that was crazy. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff in my day and that was wacky. Uh, and it's good to talk about it now. Yeah. That we're world series champions. Cause that would have <laughs> sucked. Uh, you know, having something like that and just, uh, but we hung tight and we just kept moving forward. So was the, was the clubhouse like completely silent after that game? And then you said you went home and there was like the group tech started going off. That's how you kind of dealt with it. Or was there, was there talk about it? Like after the, right after the game, there's the, the game some four. chat, you know, some chatter. Hey, you know, guys, you know, we got to put this behind us. but it was, honestly, it was a couple of things. And then it was really quiet. You know, you just so much, so much adrenaline, so much on the line. And then just like, that was wild. <laughs> there had to be some guys. There had to be some guys like bullpen pitchers or some guys in the in the clubhouse that were 
like whispering, like seriously, what happened? <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see it. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's just bullpen guys. They were like, "What in the world?" And you know, what it was. It was kind of like, "What in the world?" But we we knew. I mean, it was. It wasn't like that was going to put us down. I mean, we were tied now. Yeah. Two, our guy going first going the next game. We knew we had Walker going. Um. You know, we had Walker in game seven. We needed it. So, it's like we, we felt good about it. But it just – I mean, you guys saw it. That was, that was pretty crazy. We, we were there so, for game four. Yeah, and it you was don't see that too confusing. often. How, how about the uh, the crowd? A I, lot of yeah. Dodgers fans traveled for you guys. Game six, we were there. And it got loud. Once Once you guys took the lead, I think it felt to me like a intense hanging on every pitch environment. Obviously, there's not – it's not a packed stadium in L.A., but did you did that factor into your guys' play or feel or emotions of the game at all? Having the neutral side and less fans there. Um, I think they did just a good job, like you said. You know, like you you're gonna have that tension in those games. You know, you have it's weird. In baseball, you know, you play in the regular season, and you know there might be a couple outs at the end where everyone's kind of. But in in the playoffs, I mean, we had some really really high tension games. And then if you add any kind of noise, you know, any kind of noise, it's just, it just adds to it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, but I'll tell you what, even, even the Padre series when it was just, uh, you know, that was wacky. They had just the, the family section down below and they were going nuts. The Padres family and friends, you know, it was like a, a winter league game. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that was high tension too, you know, and when we ended up beating them three games to none, but you know, I don't know. I think, um, I think it was just good baseball. I think it was really good baseball. And, you know, obviously if you can have fans, um, you know, it just, it, it heightens things for sure. Obviously if it was a packed house, I'm sure it would heighten it a little more, but um, they made some noise. It was, it was a lot of fun. The the other, I mean, it became too much of a storyline, but at, at the time it was crazy. And again, we were in the house and, the LA fans started going nuts, but Snell gets pulled. Mm-hmm. I mean, are, are you guys in the dugout? Are you guys giving each other the eye emoji? Like it's kind of go time. Thank God he's <laughs> out. Were, were you guys as shocked as, as a lot of America was? Because at the same time, this was what and is what the Rays do. I mean, they give Snell two times through the order and they normally yank him. So were you guys shocked? Were you guys like, okay, was, was it mixed emotions? What, what was going on in the Dodgers dugout? Yeah, I mean, exactly what you guys were going through. I mean, you have the numbers. You know that this team is big in the numbers. But we're in game six, and you got your your guy there, and he is definitely their guy. He, he threw out standing the first game. Second game, he was just as good, if not better. And um, you just kind of expect the numbers to get thrown out the window, you know. And, and um I know I think they threw up a stat third time through the order, you know, you know, guys hit Snell better, but I mean, come on, you guys were watching him. I think that guy was their best, in my opinion, their best opportunity. At least he, you know, you got to extend him a little bit. Um, So we were, yeah, I mean, it was, I thought it was a break for us. Who knows? I mean, you never know, you know, maybe he would have cracked there. Um, You know, Barnes did a good job of getting on base, you know, so there's some traffic out there for him. Maybe. You know, that, that's a possibility. We'll never know. But, um, you know, I think the definitely just the momentum and feeling that, okay, we've seen all their guys. We've seen all their guys in the pen. Um, we need to see, you know, we put one run on them. We feel good. You know, even if we get this in the extra end, we feel good about that. So, yeah, we were we were in the same, uh, same emotions that you guys had. You know, we felt like it was a little bit of a gift and, you know, we wanted to take advantage of it. But, we still had to face some really good pitchers. You know, we, their, their bullpen's got some arms, and they got some guys that have been uh, just performing the whole year. So it's not like it wasn't going to be easy. It wasn't – it's not like a gift wrap that they get put out these really good pitchers for us. But at the same time, just the way the, the feel and uh, just the, the rhythm of the game and the rhythm that Snell had, I felt like it was, a, it, was a, it was a good thing for us to, you know, try to take advantage of. And it happened so quickly. I think that's why most people are so upset with the Rays. Obviously, mm-hmm. Snell was cruising, but then like the lead evaporated instantly, and it changed what seemed like you know the momentum in the game because, like you said, Snell was cruising. When you saw Anderson, what did you see? 
something different with him? Like, I know you guys didn't face him during the regular season, but he did struggle a lot in the postseason. Was he just kind of missing his spots? Uh, do you think he was kind of tired or something? I, we're, we're trying to figure it out as well because he, you know, was dominant. He's been dominant the last two years, was dominant in the regular season. And he just kind of had a rough go in the postseason. Was it more stuff or, or, or location, you think, with him? Um, I know you don't really, want to put anybody down. I'm just – I'm no, really curious no, because – He's a really good pitcher. And I think when you get to these, for me, I mean, I haven't been in the playoffs that much, um, but you, know, you get a seven game series. So you're seeing some guys, I mean, that guy was being thrown out there a lot. You could tell yeah. that's their, that's one of their guys, you know, and he's got the, the, the high four seam. He's got that life on that four seam. And then he's got the big curveball. He's kind of a North and South guy. Um, you just, I don't know if it's just, you see him more you know, and, and you have a better opportunity, but you, you kind of know, you know, the equation and now you just got to solve it. You know, whereas if you face him for the first time, um, he's kind of got that shock factor because it's, it's more than you think it's, it's got more on it. It's, it's, uh, you know, the high release, the extension, I can throw out all the little stuff yeah. that we talk about, but no, it's, you just see him more, you know, it's, a, I'm sure it's tough for a pitcher to be thrown out there so many times against the same guys and experience you know expect to have the same yeah. results you know so i think that's kind of factored in it's interesting you say that because i thought that uh your manager dave roberts did such a good job of mixing up bullpen usage like he wasn't going to the same guys game in game out like you know gonzalez came up so big for you guys and that was kind of like to at least to us as as uh, fans watching the game kind of a shock that he was put in some of the situations he was put in but i thought dave did a good job and now that you're saying that, like, hey, like you see a guy two, three times, four times in a seven-game series, you know, obviously as a hitter it gets easier. So I think that's one thing, you know, Dave did get a lot of flack for some of the moves he did with the bullpen. But in the end, him mixing it up was, I think, the right formula. And Cash kind of got stuck with putting the same guys out there and maybe mm -hmm. to the Rays' demise a little bit. Yeah, so we, we got to give kudos to Roberts. Too. Yeah, for sure. You know, we got some horses. And, and yeah, uh, you know, Victor's got some weird – I've faced them a bunch. You know, we've got to face a lot of our own pitchers this year because we got the, mm -hmm. you know, the summer camp and stuff. And so he's kind of a funky guy too because he's a guy that – I mean, I've had like eight at-bats off him this year, you know, just summer camp and spring training. He's just – can't really figure him out, you know. Whereas <laughs> like some guys I'm like, okay, this is really nasty, but I know what you're doing um he's just got i mean for him he's yeah. a little confusing to me so i'm sure that played into it as well it's a it's more of a you know he's got that effectively wild you're not really you know, ball might do this but it could go that way yes yeah, it's, it's tough to have know, a plan against him right exactly yeah so no i thought dave did a great job i thought doc did you know there's there's some tough spots and you can second guess everything in the playoffs but you know when it came down to it um you know, he made some pretty tough decisions and, and, you know, a lot of them, they, they didn't, you know, they worked and, uh, you know, it's hard to, hard to second guess a guy when he wins the world, the world series. That's so right. he did it. That's right. You know, he threw out the right guys. I know the, so. the celebration wasn't normal and, and already it wasn't going to be normal. And then we have the COVID stuff that happened, but if there was a normal celebration in the clubhouse with the champagne, can you paint a picture for Dodgers fans of who's doing what? Mm. Like, who's the who's the <laughs> naked dancer guy? Are you bringing out the guitar? Who's screaming for three hours? And you're like, all right, calm down now. Well, everyone's screaming. Kike would have been naked before we got in the door. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Belly would have sat in his chair and just been like, whoa, that was uh, <laughs> what happened there. <laughs> did we, did we um, win? <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, we got a fun group. I mean, I think we got a lot of personality on that team. Everyone would have lost their voice. It would have just been great. Um, and we'll get there. You know, I think, you know, the winning it is the the big thing. It is a little strange. It almost feels like, you know, like I hear like Navy SEALs like explaining going off and doing a mission and, you know, and you come back and you're just like going about your normal day. And you're like, I just did something really badass. And I'm just kind of. That's awesome. I'm I'm going along with my normal day, so um, so I don't know. It's a uh, it's a really strange thing, but hey, we're gonna we're gonna have fun eventually. Um, you know, we're all um, you know texting each other and kind of laughing at some stuff, and you know, it's a really close group, and 
it's unfortunate that we couldn't celebrate, but we knew this year was going to be wacky. We knew something like this is was very possible, and um, you know, when the time's right, we'll have fun with it. Just just to give you a little perspective, because I am in LA and I have all of my friends are Dodgers fans and all of my neighbors are Dodgers fans. People are going nuts, man. Like they, you guys brought so much joy to the city of LA because as you know, we're, we're still very much locked down here. The Lakers winning the championship was amazing for us. Um, and then the Dodgers to go ahead and do it. And we, and people here knew you guys were, we're the best team all along, but like you said earlier, the best team doesn't always win. So people are very happy. And, and like you, you guys brought a little bit of joy into a really weird time. So like you guys got to know That's that. Cool. I just want to make sure you have the perspective. I appreciate that. Even, yeah. even the, even the people who aren't necessarily baseball fans, they're still talking about the Dodgers. So like everyone's rallied and it's, it's, it's a cool time to be uh, an LA LA resident. Awesome. They waited a long time for it too. You know, they've uh, had some really good teams and, and felt like they were going to do it and it just didn't happen. And it was uh, meant to be this year for sure. So hopefully, hopefully, like you said, everyone just enjoys it and uh, it's really special. And um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy. It's yeah. awesome to think about and um, <laughs> to bring a championship home back here, man. Well, Let's get a little more taste and we're, we're a pro taster pod. We like when guys yes. taste themselves and more importantly, yes. a couple of the numbers I'm about to say are going to make Trevor Plouffe like kind of make a ooh face. You, you know, you come from the D backs. You've got that monster 2015, 20 homers, 39 swipes, Trevor Plouffe this nice. year, 39 swipes this year in 55 games, you hit 16 yakers. Are you, were you kind of pissed it was a shortened season? Like, are, and are you, I mean, are you AJ Pollock, the power guy now? Cause I mean, that's like a 40 homer season, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I had a couple, I thought at the other stadium, the, uh, yeah, the stadium in, in Dallas and didn't go too far. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, it's, it is what it is. It's a, um, you know, this is what we had to work with this year. You know, I was excited. I was excited to perform. Um, it's a crazy year you know we had the the summer camp i didn't even get to go to summer camp because i had covid so i, I only was there for Man. two or three days and um you know it's good just to just to rally and i feel like you know trevor you know it's like you feel like in baseball you you have to do this you got to do this oh i'm uh hold on a second. i don't know what's going on <laughs> got a call coming in back You're back you know you got to do this you got to do that and you know, oh, I'm behind on my hitting. I got to hit more. And, like, I pretty much rolled right into season and, and did fine. So, I think for me it was, uh, it was cool just um, just knowing it's, a lot of it's mental. You just can go out there and compete and, you know, and, you know, I've done it for a long time. I've been playing baseball for a while. And, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. I don't know if that's your question. <laughs> Homers are great. I love them. There you go. Has – has – has – uh. I went for a whole off season to Van Skoyek and did hitting lessons. How have you made any changes with him or has it just kind of been like him keeping you right? Like, has he done anything different or had any drills that uh, for you that have changed anything? Absolutely. He's got some wacky yeah. drills, man. Yeah. 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 So that's him and, and Brent Brown. I, uh, I had Robert when he was uh, JD Martinez's that's guy right. in Arizona. That's so that's right. how I that's met right. Robert. I met him there and I actually have a cage in my house and they were driving like 45 minutes to go hit in some cage. And I just told him, Hey, why don't you just use my cage? And awesome. I was probably in like a one for 30 skid. So I just kind of floated in there and was like, all right, you're using my cage and you're also going to help me out. So, <laughs> and then he went over to the LA and I followed him over here right after. What so. year was that in, 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 in Arizona? 2017. 2017. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of a unique relationship we've had. So I, I knew him with the Diamondbacks, and uh, yeah, he he got the job here, and I was just excited that that uh, you know it worked out that I can come here and play, and they signed me, and um, for sure we work every day. Him and um, like I said, him and Brant Brown, you know, they both come from Wallenbrock, and uh, yeah. it's just um, outside the box thinking for sure. But I I enjoy it, and you know that's a huge reason why I've had success uh, this year, and in the past so yeah i'm very fortunate to have those guys cool did you ever nudge jd when he had that old gross swing like hey dude go see someone 
See, I don't understand that. I look at his numbers. I only knew him when he was hitting like a homer a game with Diamondbacks. <laughs> and uh, if you look at his original like, oh, yeah. swing now, it's like, how did you even make it this far? It's crazy. <laughs> but, but I looked at his numbers and I'm like, everyone talks about how like he made all these swing changes. You hit like 360 in like the minors every year with like 20. Like it wasn't it been that bad. I mean, maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it looked bad, but a lot of moving parts. I, I feel like. Uh, in comparison, really? yeah, it it looked broken. It didn't look in sync. But if you're, I don't, I didn't know his minor league numbers. So now you're telling me he was already a good hitter, but maybe added some power. I don't know, but I don't know. Robert definitely so, swings Robert different. Swigs, always like taking credit. You know, he's like you know, <laughs> this guy. And I'm like, hey, Robert, this guy like this guy hits three three fifty every year. Like you know. he does take credit for that a lot. <laughs> ask him, ask him about how he did with me because I didn't, I didn't make that JD <laughs> transformation, bro. <laughs> oh man! I'll ask. I tried. Sure. It's still coming, man. It's are, still coming. Are you <laughs> it might be still coming. What? Uh, how? How does getting out of Arlington rank in comparison to winning the World Series? You guys were <laughs> in that hotel in that ballpark for like a month straight. The only team, really, because you know other teams yeah. got to play in Houston, San Diego, L.A., and then changed places. The Dodgers were there from the jump. Yeah. Were you sick of it? Same food every day. I mean, they did so. Look, the the hotel staff and everyone, they did such a good job. Those guys were grinding. You know, they had the room service was available all the time until 2 a.m. And these guys would just be working nonstop. But yeah, pretty sick of it. I mean, we had a view of the 18th hole, and then there's ropes. You could see the outside world, but you couldn't go there. You couldn't walk. You can walk 100 feet to the right, 100 feet to the left can't touch anything, can't go across the rope, and there's a security guy there. It just it's pretty claustrophobic. My wife was pretty pretty excited to uh, to get out of there and not have to go to game seven and <laughs> spend an extra day. So but uh no, I mean it was it was one of the more unique experiences. Um it felt like like going to like an AAU tournament where you you know <laughs> You go play each other, and then you go back to the hotel, and there's the other team, you know, hanging by the pool in the hot tub, and you're kind of walking by some guys, and, you know, we have a little dust up with the Padres, and then we're, like, kind of, like, That's walking funny. past each other 20 times the next day. It's just, like, it's a weird, weird kind of thing. Uh, it's kind of funny. It was, you know – it was enjoyable. Um, some, a lot of it was enjoyable. Um, but yeah, the monotony of it, just the repetitiveness of it, uh, definitely was excited to get out of there. What, what was the Dodgers vibe when the Rays and the Astros were playing game seven? Now you weren't with the Dodgers in 17, but there's a lot of Dodgers players that were there and probably we know hold animosity towards the Astros. Were any of your teammates sitting there saying, like, yeah, like rooting for the Astros to win so they could play them in the World Series, or are they rooting for it to lose? Or was there any of, like, emotions or, or thoughts being shared about that game seven? Um, it's weird. The other guys didn't really talk about it. I was talking about it because I'm like, hey, are these guys going to – like, if they win, the Astros win, they're, like, going to stay in this hotel. Like, this is going to be so awkward, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, not only are we going to play them in the World Series, but, like – you know, we're going to be like snuggled up next to him in the hot tub. Like, it's just, it's weird. It was a very strange thing. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, they had a little run there. I, I'm sure, yeah, I don't know what that would have been like. That would have been very, very bizarre. Um, yeah, I don't know if there have been some fights breaking out at the hotel as well, but I don't know. Kaz probably would have got it, out of there in four less days in the hotel if the Astros made it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, I don't know. Comment on that, but hey, <laughs> the Rays. I hey, I think the Rays were the better team. I think they're pitching, their bullpen. Those guys were scrappy too. I mean, just uh, they just figured out a way to just scratch runs. So I think they were, in my opinion, the better team. Well, they had um, uh, Randy Rosarena too, best player on the planet. Oh my apparently. god! <laughs> I'm almost, yeah, that was wow. That guy was amazing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I looked him up after that, for sure. Like, uh, <laughs> who is like JD? I'm like, wow, it's incredible. No, I haven't seen anyone get, you know, it's rare that someone gets that hot, you know, ever. And uh, he did it for the postseason. And, you know, not many people knew who he was before that. So it's just incredible that he went on that kind of a run. Um, and you know what? 
it looks legit too. I think the guy is, you know, I'm excited to see what he's going to do for next year. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals off. GM, the Cardinals GM came out and said publicly, like, man, that one's on me. I really messed that one up. We got to <laughs> we got to reevaluate, you know, our rankings of our players. So this doesn't happen again. It's kind of funny yeah. that a GM would come out and say that, but you know, that's just hats off to Randy. Hats off to the Rays for getting it done. Jim, you say he's the best player on the planet. Yeah, but Corey Seager. I mean, that guy. He was blow for blow with Randy, right? Like, how cool was it to watch him just be locked in uh, in the World Series? Corey's a machine. You know, he's just a hitting machine. He did it all year for us, and uh, and for him too, it's different because everyone, you know, he had that type of year. Guys were game planning for him from game one of the postseason, and he just put, you know, put up that kind of a performance. You know, and we needed him too. Every it was incredible. We needed all every single every single home, every single RBI he had. Um, it was just super clutch. Um. Yeah, I mean, you really can't say enough about that guy. He just killed it for us. You you mentioned the group chats a couple times. I You know, I want to give the Dodger fans something because normally the celebrations are some of the best stuff, and you guys are robbed of it, and I think we'll get you a celebration later on. But has, has anyone sent something ridiculous? Like, has there been – has anyone sent a video shotgun and a four loco or is TK <laughs> naked with the trophy? Or has, has anyone been sending their celebrations via the chat? I think everyone, I mean, it's, yeah, it's more just, I mean, we're all just kind of like making fun of the whole situation. It, it, it does kind of stink. I mean, it really does. Cause we just want to, we want to hang out and, and, uh, we want to celebrate with our guys, you know, and, and, um, can't do that, but we're still having fun with the talks. We got the fantasy football league. We're, you know, talking some Ooh. crap with that. So it's, uh, it's nonstop. You know, it's not like the, the season's over and now we're going our separate ways. And we're, I, mean, I mean, my phone probably has, I mean, that phone that took you guys off was probably, you know, something along the lines of the, the you know, the Dodgers chat. So uh, fun group. Um, always, uh, there's always something going on in that text thread. So. Yeah. How's the how's the fantasy league going? I'm the football guy on the on the oh. podcast. So uh -huh. um okay. I played I played in a league with Turner uh last two years. We didn't do it mm. uh, again this year, but uh how how's that going? Who's and Trev, we, how's your team doing? Is this the Walker Bueller league? Because we talked to Walker during oh, the yes. pandemic. So yeah, is, is this Walker's, the same league? Commit Commissioner Walker, right? I don't think Walker would want to talk about his team. He's, <laughs> uh -oh. he stinks. Yeah, he's uh I think he's like one in five. But his team just—I don't know. As good as he is on the mound, and like have an idea of what he's doing on the mound, I feel like he's the opposite. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> fantasy football. I think Kirsch's team, Kirsch's team, Kirsch kind of snuggles up with some front office people that put together Ooh. a team. Yeah, he's kind of one of those guys. Oh, that uh, was what uh, Walker yeah. said. You were trying to get the front office out of there. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah, we got okay. Some, so Kirsch is snuggling smart, up smart under the radar guys in our front office that <laughs> like to help out for some extra cash on the side. Uh, ah. My team's all right. My team's all banged up. I got like everyone's hurt. So, but I think I'm still four and three. Okay. Take okay. it. Yeah. Every day. Uh, yeah. Do you uh, take it back a bunch of years now? Do you know that your knee broke Trevor's wrist? <laughs> I did. I think I texted you after that, right? You I mean, did. I felt you bad. did. Oh, <laughs> well, he shouldn't have was... threw his arm into your knee. Yeah, is what I think. that's his bad. He's he wants to apologize to you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I still have a little little scuff mark <laughs> on my knee from that. So I'll forgive I... you though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough was one disgusting. for me. It was. Um, I remember it very clearly. I don't know if you do, but you. T it was like two outs. You took off. I was a little late getting to the bag, so I was one trying of to his make thirty-nine really swipes. It was two thousand fourteen. 14. 14? No, it was the year before. Year before. It was like yeah, one of the last a, games of the year, too. Yeah, that was a that was a clean break. I mean, a, everyone heard the snap. I went in there. I knew it was broken right away. I've never experienced anything like that, but it was luckily, like uh, it honestly kind of like gave me the chills because uh, <laughs> like the E because I I you know I, I slid in hard and I think it was just one of those perfect situations where was. I slid in slid in hard. You hard tag and it wasn't like a it was like a like a hitting a stick on the ground and just yep like breaks clean <laughs> like easy and i just was like i remember you kind of just 
walked right off like yep i just broke my arm and then i was like what the hell was that i think was i out i think i was out no you were you were safe too i was safe you were safe you broke it i did know right away and and honestly uh i didn't feel any anything i guess that's like the shock part of your body's uh system but uh afterwards when we went to get the x-ray started to feel it they shot me up with some something crazy i think it was like I don't even know what they shot me up with, but I didn't feel anything. So don't feel too bad about it. And I healed, I healed just fine. But did you, did you need like surgery for it or was it just, yeah, I, I sent, I sent our producer here, BBD a picture. I don't know if he can do anything right now. Cause we're on zoom, but yeah, I got sick. I got a plate and six screws still in Ooh. there, man. Yeah. But it didn't, man. it didn't affect me. So it, it, it was all good. And especially cause it was at the end. It was at the end of the year. Thank God. Just walk yeah, around. Flopping the the knees, just being like, look at these things. Broke a man's wrist once. <laughs> yeah. he did. It was gross. I heard it and I felt it, and it was just Ooh. kind of just disgusting. Like <laughs> I felt bad. I actually, I think you're friends with the, uh, Kyle Rudolph. I kind of reached yeah. out to him to get your number, and I just, oh, just felt. <laughs> I don't know. I felt bad. You know, like hey, this guy's just excited to go to this off season. Both teams were terrible, so we were both yes. just like one game away from just going home and. And then that happened. I was like, oh, that stinks. Like, just Yeah, I, I found out you were a Notre Dame guy. And then now I'm starting to think, could it have been on purpose? I'm a USC guy. You're a Notre Dame guy. <laughs> so. Eh. I'd like because to clear, that. Yeah, I'd like to clear that up a little bit. Trevor Plouffe did not attend USC. <laughs> just <laughs> fine. I'm a high school educated person. <laughs> He's a fan of USC. <laughs> he just thought about it. <laughs> committed. I, I committed. Thank you very he much. I'm a high school educated person. It's my bad. I guess that's good enough. Yeah, that, that counts. It's a little bit. <laughs> sort of. I, I was actually, I, I was going to go a step further back than that. Now we're digging deep. We enjoy the World Series. Uh, I mentioned we're Connecticut guys. I'm actually, me and Jimmy are both CCSU guys, uh, both mm. Blue Devils. So we have no a mutual, oh, my we have a mutual friend, Big Mike Allison. Uh, no way. Yeah, Big Mike's one of my, my good guy. one of my good buddies. So I I reached out to him and I was like, Mike, talking to Pollock tomorrow. I was like, you got the goods, you got <laughs> something I can ask him. So I trusted Mike. Everything. He told he told me to tell the story about when you made your mom order a big bad taco at Burger King. Is that <laughs> is that podcast story. clean That's or do I have I to like cut? Ten it? years old. I got stories about. Can I can I talk about Mike? Yeah, Mike? I'm good either way. <laughs> So Mike played. Mike was a left tackle at CCSU, right? One of the or, biggest a, frames on a human I've seen. Yeah, well, Mike. Mike was our bat boy when I was like six to ten. He was too scared to play baseball, so <laughs> he was our bat boy. He had his mom pick us up over my house because we watched a Disney movie. Every time we watched a movie that was a little bit scary, he would call his mom at like four in the morning. <laughs> I'm just deflecting stories. That's, here, good. Oh, that's good. Mike. Oh, no. Yeah. Big Mike. That's funny, man. That's that's my guy right there. Yeah. That's like, uh, you know, I got like probably six or seven of my closest buddies back in Connecticut. And yeah, he's uh, he's one of my guys. He's awesome. He's a dude. He's a good dude. I don't know if the camera shows, but we're both about five eight, which means we're about five seven, which means we're about five six. I'm five seven. So heading 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 out to Elmer's or the bar with Big Mike, and it'd be like, oh well, fuck you, huh? Um, <laughs> or actually, it's more <laughs> fuck us. But uh, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. What's um What's coming up next, man? I know you mentioned to us you're you're heading to Arizona. Are you uh What What's the off season plan? Yeah. So, I mean, let's say, uh, we had our daughter, um, in March and we actually had her at, she was at 24 weeks. So she was one pound, six ounces. Um, and so she's just been like this crazy miracle baby that we've been, you know, we've been going to doctors the whole year and, and just taking care of her because she's still pretty vulnerable. She's doing great, but, uh, my parents haven't seen her yet. They actually just saw her for the oh. first time at the World Series. Um, I get to hold them, her up, and they were on the other side of the fence. I mean, just crazy stuff that you'll never see from COVID. So hopefully we can figure out a way to get them uh, out this way to uh, to see Maddie. Um, got my buddies, Big Mike, all my buddies back home. I haven't seen them forever. Um, but, you know, I don't think we can really travel with her this year. So hopefully – 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think right now just Arizona, um, hang out and um, figure out a way to get the grandparents out. Nice. Yeah, Maddie, bringing the World Series to L.A. All right. Yes. That's pretty cool, man. Crazy year. Crazy pretty year for cool. that girl. You guys, hey, you guys do a great job, too. I uh, I really enjoy uh, your take on baseball. I think you guys are awesome for baseball, too, because you guys pick up. I don't know how you pick up on the little little nuances are going on. I remember uh, when Archie hit me in the wrist he did a, a thing on it and I'm, dang like, this guy is all over that every little thing like you're on top of and um because you know baseball you can kind of just glance over stuff and you, you don't you don't see any of that you don't understand the little spots of the game but i think you guys do an excellent job and um yeah keep it going it's good for baseball thank you appreciate thank you. that that was when uh uh robbie ray came out in shorts and a sweatshirt and Dave Roberts <laughs> thought it was like a fan or a security guy. He was like, who the fuck's this guy? You're like, that's yes. Robbie Ray. Dave, Dave Roberts yes. like, oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> and then Robbie told me his angle. He's like, yeah, I was just, I pitched a good game and I was in down below kind of waiting to high five people and everyone just starts running out. And so I just kind of walked out there. And as soon as I walked out, like <laughs> Doc starts like running after me, like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he's like, dude, I don't know what's going on. So then I started getting mad and starting yelling at him. And then I'm like, I played on this team last year. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, these guys aren't this crazy. Like, this is so bizarre. Like, that, like, they want to fight me, and then Robbie's going to fight my manager. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. You were on. just kind of sitting there laughing. Like, what the, yeah, what is this? I, remember I couldn't believe what was going on. Like, I just, I got hit in the wrist. And, <laughs> uh, and then Archie's yelling at me, and, you know, Robbie's yelling at Doc. It was just a mess. But you guys, it was really funny to watch that that kind of analysis on it because you were spot on that's awesome that's one of those ones where it's like everyone has a correct reason for why they're yelling but their reason is not right like everyone was just on a different wavelength it was all coming at each other i had one exactly. i had one in the weeds question for dodgers fans and for myself before i let you go the ball boy i don't know if that's the correct term chico he becomes famous during um mm, camps the replay guy's name is chop Mm-hmm. Chico and Chop. Are there any other fun names in just like the crew for Dodgers like personnel, not players? Chico, Chop. Um you guys chanting Chop after getting replays correct is pretty fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Chop is one of the funnest guys out there. Uh he had like I mean, I think he was like one for his last like eight on replays <laughs> so when he got that right we were like this is it like we this is the turning I mean, that was the game you know we were down three games to one and i think it was the first play of the game yeah. when he got that we were like this is it that's we're going funny. we're going to win the world series well that's when so, you put up 12 runs right or 11 runs in that inning is that it yeah i think yeah, you're right you set the record yeah. yeah maybe you're right maybe that was a different yeah that was the other game yeah yeah, chop, chop, right. chop, 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 chop. Uh, <laughs> you guys have such a stressful at, job. I think so too. I think uh, you know because you, you got to get them all right, or else everyone's gonna get mad, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Uh, good nicknames on the team, man. Um, those are good ones. Yeah, uh, man, we got yeah, Peps, yeah. Clubbies. Uh, no, hey, I mean. Those are good ones. All right. Chop and yeah. Chop and Chico. Chico. They ever hang out? <laughs> of course. Of course they do. Should do sounds like man, a sitcom. Chico, yeah, the Chico. Dodgers social media team should do like a little so web series, Chico and Chop. Chico Chico was dominating our summer camp. He was playing he left was. field. Yeah. And then I like felt bad because I was like finally got cleared and I was coming in to play and like you know uh, you took, the whole you took Chico's job <laughs> the whole the whole baseball world is like behind Chico and I'm like dang like I kind of I kind of I mean you're not even a player <laughs> you all you all he pipped Chico <laughs> hey he's legit he played in college like he is legit he's got a cannon like I don't know some That's team awesome, hey he's available I know that yeah <laughs> It's awesome. Hey, man, enjoy everything coming your way uh, these next couple of days. It's going to be fun or weird or both. And uh, thank you for spending time with us. Appreciate cool. it. Cool. Thanks, guys. You guys do a great job. Keep it up. Baseball. All right. That was AJ Pollock, World Series champion. 
friend of Mike Allison. That was cool. It was fun. He was really good. He was yeah. ha- you could tell, man, like they still have a lot of enjoyment that they need to get out of their system. Yeah. They, yeah. Get to do they the haven't released celebration. Yeah. That, you know, he's obviously very happy. But like, I, I'm sad that they didn't get to do all that. You know, the champagne, the burning your eyeballs, all that cool stuff. So hopefully they get that parade and they can do it then. It's funny that uh, the Padres dust up. They, they just saw each other in the hotel afterwards. bizarre pretty cool all right thank you guys very much for listening uh we will be going to somewhat of a regular schedule starting next week it's going to be tuesdays and thursdays uh talking baseball until we start the everyday apps which will begin uh in march or late february there you have it goodbye outro music playing now follow trevor plouffe on twitter